Let's clap for Jesus. Let's clap for Jesus. Let's clap for Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. The first Sunday in the month of May. For all that you've done for us from the beginning of the year till this time. We say, be thou exalted, O God. Father, as a church, as individual families here, we say thank you. We say thank you that we're able to gather together on the surface of the earth as living souls. Isn't by our might at all. Isn't by what we know our best to do. It's just by your own grace. Father, we thank you for this month of grace. As we share in your word today, show unto us the awesomeness in your word. In the name of Jesus, teach us where we need to be rebuked, rebuke us. Where we need to be corrected, correct us. Where we need to be encouraged, encourage us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Only from you we want to hear from. And so I reduce myself. And I ask you, oh God, to be seen in all that we do today. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, let us not just hear, but grace to put into practice. Give unto us, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's sit down, church. Let's sit down. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. You're looking great. Good to, good to have all of you in church again. It's um, first Sunday in May. It, it's been very powerful since we started um, this morning. You know, the prayers, um, the Sunday school. You know, the Sunday school was talking about um, poverty. And I just remember some things. By the grace of God, I find myself in a very corporate you know, environment. By the grace of God, even as a senior person in the companies I've worked for. And I was just thinking, all that we went through this morning as to break poverty will be something you will pay for as seminars in the corporate environment. So it shows how rich the word of God is. It shows how powerful the word of God is. That we can actually, you know, sit down, go through the world, led by the word, and break shackles of poverty in our lives. And whatever it is as a problem, that we can have them solved through the word of God. And like it says in the book of 2 Timothy, we all know it, 3, you know, 16 to 17, about what the word of God does. You know, it says it's good for teaching, it's good for rebooking, just as we pray earlier on, it's good for correcting and it's good for training. I'll give you a very good example in our mother church, in our parent church. There was a word that changed my life. The pastor stepped up and he was uh, teaching. And he said something that you should try and add value to your life every year. I think it was the beginning of the year or towards the end of the year. And ever since then, Every single year, I make sure that I had value 
to myself. Either through training. So anytime I go for a training or a meeting like this, I make sure that I make a very, very good use of it. And I've said this several times when we were in church. It's not just, I said it. In fact, it might become my, you know, popular saying that what's worth doing, it's worth doing well. If you could sacrifice two, three hours of your time to come to church, make sure you make very, very good use of it. Because you get taught. You meet people. These are some of the things we enjoy. How well have you made use of it? And this is what happened in church. We all hear this word. And it's so powerful. This is, you know, the advantage we have in church. Every single Sunday, we get encouraged. In fact, people go into depression because they haven't got access to what we're getting access to. But what happens to us as a church, as people in the church, we hear them. And like the Bible says, we hear them, we don't put them to practice. You know what differentiates the business people from us? By the time they go through those training, there's an action point or there are action points from this training. We, we were taught in the, um, in the Sunday school today about, you know, multiple streams of income. You know, a business person will hear that, you know, a very good message. It will write that down and it will start running with that. It will start working on it. How can I make it? How can I make it? in a multiple stream of income. What currently am I doing? So when you're meeting with people, you are having a open heart to listen to suggestions, to listen to ideas from them. And that's why Amen. Are you with me, church? So this morning, you know, whatever we've that, that's dropped, and individually we're different. We're different. You know, in that in that Sunday school, it's talking about um, you know things that are co- that that cause um, poverty. It's talking about lack of imagination and vision. And you sitting down, you heard that. What has that you know brought to your mind in a way? What do you use your imagination for? Because when we were being taught this morning, you know, poverty is not something we should be proud of as children of God. Those days were gone. You know, you look tattered and people think, oh, as he's looking tattered, that shows, you know, the level of, you know, him or her being born again. No, no. So, but when you hear this word, how well do you allow it, you know, to you know, germinate to sow a seed in your life that will bear a fruit that will change your life. And when we've listened to, you know, great men of God, these are the words. And when we come to church and we're saying, is what delivers, is what saves, is what, you know, gives us results. These are the steps that we need to go through. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. And there's, there's another point from that um, from that Sunday school. You say improve yourself, improve yourself. If that applies to you, I just don't want us to, you know, hear these words. If it says improve yourself, by the way, when I heard that word from the pastor, I said, then he challenged me. And look, at a place of work, you know, there are for for some of us who are aware, there are platforms for training. 
I, I go through training that are applicable to me, that are you know compulsory, mandatory. I go through them. Then I go through training that are not even assigned to me, all because I want to make sure that I add value to myself. If you're going to compete out there, you've got to add value to yourself. Amen. In fact, this is not my message today, but I just feel I should, you know, re-echo and re-emphasize that. So that we don't live a life of frustration. Because if you come to church, hear this word week in, week out, and there are no action points. In fact, because of technology now, we've been indulging to not taking notes in church. That's fine. It's recorded, you know, um, we can listen to it again and all of that. But let's make sure that we have action points. It might just be one. Like, challenge yourself this Sunday. What have I learned? This Sunday, what has God said that will correct the wrong things I'm doing? Because that's, it says we're being transformed, you know, daily by the renewing of our minds. And what renews our mind is word. So if you come to church and you're still the same person that came, then it means that the word of God has had no effect in your life. I pray that won't be a portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's just a, you know, a diversion, I will call it, but a good one. That was really, really strong on my mind to pass across to you. I started a series a while ago on divine direction. We're going to continue in that. The first time I talked about it, we talked about you know, circumstances and situations. Because this is what has been happening in church. You hear this big message about God can direct you through his word. God can direct you through dreams and vision. And I started that example the first time I taught it. That, and you're waiting for that dream. It never came. You're waiting to see that vision. It never came. And you're wondering, does God talk to you at all? And we established the fact that he talks because he talks in diverse ways. We're spiritual. We are all spiritual. It says the Holy Spirit of God bear witness. And there's another translation that said the Holy Spirit of God join our own spirits. Okay? In order to sort of point us in the right way. So today we're looking at divine direction and I say part two. You know, God can, when we say divine direction, divine means godly than having a direction from God. And we all need it. I bet we're going through situations where we're at a crossroad. Where should I go from here? And look, at that point, it's not going to be from your friend. At that point, because it's going to do it from human knowledge. It's going to put the data together. It's going to, you know, um, weave, you know, ideas together and think, okay, it will say, I would, I think you should go that way. I think, because it's limited. And that's the point where we need divine direction. So we, we, we're, we're at, at, at that stage of our life. Are you looking for a, I mean, a, a future partner? Are you looking for, uh, to, to, to change your job? Are you looking to, you know, make any move? I, I changed a job a while ago that ended up to be a bad move. When I was making that plan, it was a bigger pay. It was a bigger company. I thought I was making the right decision. But it ended up being a bad move. And those are the situations in our lives where we really need that divine direction. Amen. And what we're going to be looking at this morning 
is the Holy Spirit of God whispering that small, still voice. Amen. So let's go quickly to... Um, I'm looking for... Um, you, you, you're going to help me, church. Amen. <laughs> I'm looking for the story of um, Elijah. Um, someone said, which one? There's so, there's so many stories of Elijah, isn't it? Um, the one in First Kings um, 19 from 11 to 13. Amen. The church is quiet. Is it because you're listening or because you're not? Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, First King 19, 11 to 13. We know this story very well. He said, go out and stand before me. Because God wanted to give him an instruction. Elijah was really, really desperate for an instruction. Okay. And you know, we talked about when, when, wherever you find yourself going now, remember the first um, um, section of this um, teaching that be sensitive, even in, in a, on a bus, you know, at the bus stop, be sensitive. So there's always a going, there's always, you know, situation and circumstances that will precede, you know, God talking to you. And he said, go out and stand before me on the mountain. The Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. A mighty windstorm. A wind, yep. Yeah? It was such a terrible blast that the rock were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. The second um, situation, after the wind, there was an earthquake. You know, sometimes things happen, you thought, oh, God is in that. You know, mighty deliverance. You went for a deliverance meeting and everybody was falling down and all of that. You thought, oh, God is there. Situations like this isn't there. I'm not saying in all situations it might be there for some people, but in all of that, you know, drama, earthquake, wind, you probably haven't heard anything as a person, okay? And let's see the second situation. After the wind, there was an earthquake. You can imagine, you know, God coming with an earthquake, and yet it's not there. Let's, let's move on quickly. And after the earthquake, there was a fire be like God that answers by fire it must be there, it must be God talking and alas what did he say he wasn't there and after the fire there was a gentle whisper, someone say gentle whisper and sometimes the gentle whisper is individual it's individual it's what you will hear, in fact the, your partner, your wife, your husband may not, not even may not cannot because God is talking to you directly a whisper and that's why it says in some teaching a small still voice and that's where your conscience comes in and that's where the scripture we read earlier comes in a spirit joins with yours a spirit bears witness with yours and at that point how many, how many people did technology here or you're still a mechanical student? There's something we call joinery. You know, when, when, when woods or metals are joined together, at that surface where they join, if they're not smooth, your his spirit, the Holy Spirit, and your spirit, when they're not smooth, what happens? Friction. It becomes frictional. It becomes noisy. 
So when his spirit, God's spirit, join in with yours, and you're not having that peace of mind, that whispering, it's not bringing about peace of mind in that decision. You don't have to wait for, you know, a very big prophetic, you know, declaration for you to know that you need to be cautious. And at that point where you have peace, like I said, when the surface are smooth, it joins together perfectly. I can't remember which of the translation I saw that join. It said, a spirit joins with yours. Amen. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. Let's go on. And when Elijah heard it, it's something. When he heard it, at that point, it would sound different. And that's, we all know ourselves, we're all spiritual beings. At that point, you would know something has dropped. We might struggle to sort, sort of want to discard it. Oh, no, no, no. Because sometimes that idea, that whisper, might not really go in line with what we wanted. Where are we? He wrapped his face in the cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. What did he do? He went out. I, I like that. I, 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 I will talk about a bit more about that. Went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and a voice said, what are you doing here? Elijah. When he heard, he went out. Remember where he was before? There's been a lot of drama, earthquake, wind, and all of that. So you will still expect some level of noise at that place. He went out. Sometimes we need that separation from the noisy environment. And what can we liken to noisy environment? That might be company you're keeping. No, that might be certain things you're doing that are ungodly. That could represent the noise. And for you, there's a whispering. God is sounding a note of warning, but the information is not complete yet until you separate yourself and leave that company you're keeping. Then, a voice said, because that's really not what we're going to. The, the, a lot of lessons how now um, God gave Elijah an instruction. But the separation, the separation. Amen. Amen. I pray that God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. That we'll be able to recognize. And another thing is, this is why this is coming up. You know, sometimes we have all of this information, we have all of this, you know, whispering from God, we have all of this. Because we've all, we've all had, you know, conscience. There's a, there's a place in the scripture that's talking about how our conscience, you know, get pricked. And that's, in fact, when I first saw conscience, I thought it's a worldly thing, that conscience should really, isn't really a spiritual thing. But when I saw it, our conscience, God, 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 God dropped something. And we're all seated here, you're hearing the word. And it's dropping in your conscience, you know, differently as people. So what we now do with it depends 
on us. Amen. I pray that God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. A second example. I've talked about, you know, the importance of separating ourselves from distractions. It could also be distractions. We, we all know that. We all know. You know, in fact, sometimes in this country, how far you go might even depend on the company you keep. Okay? If, if, if they're the type that are, you know, you know, eager to improve themselves and eager to move forward. And out of 10, about 8, 7, you know, I've moved forward. You'll be challenged. It, it, it will, if you're not challenged and, you know, catch up with them, it will get to the point that you will have to drop yourself because you're not matching up again. Amen. Because you will not feel comfortable to, to even sit with them. Amen. And it could go all the way around. Okay, if it's a company of people who are focused on fraud, who are focused on doing wrong things, you, before you know it, become part of them. And that becomes your lifestyle. So when it talks about the company will keep, that's how powerful and how, you know, comprehensive the word of God is. So, um, quickly, let's just look at another, another example um, in, in, in New Testament. Let's look at um, Acts 8 from 26 to 40. That's a, a bit of a long read. Maybe I could just, um, you know, summarize it. Um, if, you, if, if, you, if you have your Bible, web, the, you know, paper one or um, um, soft copy, open your Bible to Acts um, 8, 26 to 40. That's an example of Philip. And for Philip, let, let, let's, let's quickly go through it. And for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert. Desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a Enoch of great authority under the Kandek, the queen of Ethiopia. The Enoch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. 27, and it was now returning, seated in his carriage. It was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Do we follow it? Um, God asked Philip to go between a road leading from Jerusalem to Gaza, and he met this guy, an Ethiopian, full of authority. Okay? And the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Amen. Do you get the point? The only, it, it was first an angel. That could be audible, okay, depending on how the angel communicated. But the Holy Spirit, where, you know, the man we were talking, the utopian, where he was standing, the Holy Spirit now ministered to Philip, say, go over and walk along beside the carriage, okay, 30. Philip ran over. And heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? You know, we talked about striking conversations. Amen. If you don't talk to people, how do you know what they're going through? If you don't talk to people, how do you encourage them? If you don't talk to people, how do you know how to meet their needs? There was a bit of a conversation that um, Philip struck. 
with the man. And the man replied, how can I? Unless someone instructs me and urge, and he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. 32. The passage of the scripture he's been reading was this. It was led to like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the sharer and did not open his mouth. It was humiliated and received no justice. If we know it was. That, that scripture was a prophetic um, you know, uh, um, saying about our Lord Jesus Christ. Who can speak of his descendant for his life was taken from the earth? Then 34, the Enoch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? You know something that amazed me about this story? He said the Ethiopian went to Jerusalem to worship went to worship, and he didn't know this. You know, sometimes we could be part of the crowd, and we don't really know what's going on. And so sometimes it's just, it's just okay to be humble and accept that and seek for information. So you're not just part of the number. So what I'm saying to us as the children of God is, wherever we are, let's make our impact count. Let's make value, not just for ourselves, but for wherever we find ourselves. So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told the good news about Jesus. So Philip used that to, you know, preach the gospel. You know, we're talking about evangelism this morning. It, it doesn't have to start with, you know, accept Lord Jesus. If you don't, you'll perish, you're dying, you are condemned and all of that. You know, the way we preach that, you know, people don't even find it interesting at all. Talk about, you know, basic issues of life. Ask me your week, what's going on, the queen's coronation. And that's why you've got to be part of that. As a Christian, all of those things are very, very useful. Be aware of your environment. Be aware of what's going on in your community. You can imagine if you enter into a bus and you're talking about queen's um, coronation. And from there, you just move from the father. There's another king who is a king of kings. And the person will be like, what are you talking about? You, are you saying there's another king who is, you know, higher than King Charles? Then he will take you, you know, a, a process or an opportunity to explain. Amen. So, my, my point is, don't let us just be part of the crowd. And so they rode along, they came to some water, and the guy has now been taught, you know, Philip has taken time to explain to him. And Enoch said, look, it's convinced, it's, it's, it's changed, it's born again. And I say, the some water, why can't I be baptized? And that's a point of improving yourself. That's a point of moving higher. That's a point of, you know, moving from one level to another. So the Enoch was not satisfied with the fact that you understood and it's been changed. But wanted to go a bit higher and further. And he was the one who pointed it out. This water again, you've talked about baptism. Why can't I be baptized now? Amen. Amen. He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water. And Philip baptized him. That, that was a great result of the father. God ministered to Philip through the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
divine direction. This is just one of the examples. You know, we could, we could take any other scenarios in our life and apply this. And apply this. I pray that God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, that point where you need God to direct you, where you need God you know, to divinely show you the next step. I pray that God will step in and will show you the next steps in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. One of the greatest things we need to overcome as Christians is fear. I've repeated this several times. And the, 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 the word of God helps us to overcome fear. Because that's, that's one of the devil's tricks. It just wants us to dwell so much in fear that it affects us going forward. Because all of the things we're seeing around us, they don't sum up at all. We'll be honest with ourselves, they don't sum up. But God still do not want us to dwell in fear. And the Holy Spirit of God keep whispering is love. Keep whispering his strength. Keep whispering hope to us. So it's, it's, it's up to us to accept that still small voice. Even in your trouble, you can hear God saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. The Father is with you. You know, we went through this a while ago. He was in the boat with the disciple, yet there was a storm. So the father, he was, I mean, he's with you. Don't let get it twisted. The father is with you does not mean you will not go through troubles. But he would deliver. That's the good news. Say he would deliver. I say God would deliver me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then popular scriptures. Um, Psalm 23. I'll soon be rounding up. Oh, we're, we're, wow. We manage our time very well today. Amen. Amen. Can I keep going? Amen. Meanwhile, because it's the first Sunday of the month, we're going to be doing a lot of dancing today. Thanksgiving service. Amen. Amen. So just, just to thank God. Amen. And if we, the Father, we, we're here today, even if we've missed our steps, we will thank God that we're still where we are and listening to this word. And we will thank God that henceforth is going to take us by hand and is going to lead us and is going to give us the breakthrough we need in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, Psalm 23, um, um, verse 4. Even when I walk through, you know we're talking about, yeah, we will still walk through it. The darkest valley. I will not be afraid. I will not entertain fear. Amen. For You know, we read this, but yet we still see ourselves slipping into, you know, that space we don't want. You know, the fearful space, you know, where fear and, you know, grieves our mind. He said, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Amen. 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 When you feel afraid, the Holy Spirit can guide us and remind us of God's presence and protection. That's what that scripture is saying. When you read it, 
is telling you that even though you go through, let, let's, let's read it from one. You know, we, we know the scripture. Very. Let's read it from one. The Lord is my shepherd. That's what you remember in that situation. That's what the Holy Spirit is whispering to you today. That the Lord is your shepherd. And sometimes you need to preach that to yourself. You don't even need a preacher to do that. In that situation, you keep saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need, even when you don't have it. That's the power of positive confession. Amen. Can someone say, I have all that I need? Because the Lord is my shepherd. As we confess that positively and declare today, I pray that all that we need will come forth in the name of Jesus. Say, he lets me rest in green pastures. Where's KJV? This, this is where you need KJV. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. So if he, if he leads you, it means it's leading you from somewhere. Perhaps from a troubled water, now leading leads you out of that troubled water into a still one. Because that leading means you're, you're coming from somewhere. So if you're there, troubled water, God will lead you. Amen. It will lead you out Amen. into a still place Amen. where peace reigns Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And number three. It restore my another thing restoration. Restoration means bringing something back. Okay, bringing it back from you know a bad state to a good one, and that's going to be someone's portion today, Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. And He leads me in the path of righteousness, for His name's sake. And the four we read, yeah. Do I walk through the valley? Please read this to yourself. Read this loud, loud and clear as possible. Yeah. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Divine direction. Thou art with me. For you are with me. And this month of May, God will be with you. Amen. God will be with you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And when you need comfort, it will comfort you. Amen. When you need help, it will send help. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And when you need idea, it will send ideas. Amen. It will send people that will have positive conversation with you. Amen. Not just people that will waste your time. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, God. So the Holy Spirit can speak to our conscience and convince us of sin. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding up now. I'm rounding up. That's, that's the whispering. That song, that, that, that's the conversation that happens between you and God. It, it can whisper. It can convince you of that sin. That no one else sees, but it sees. You're thinking you've done it in, 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 in the hidden. But God says, God says. 
So it, it, that, that, that's what the word can do, the word of God. When we do something wrong or make a mistake, the Holy Spirit can bring a sense of conviction to our heart and mind. In fact, it does that, not can. It does that. It will let you know. You might, you might shrug it off. You might, you know, discount this. The, 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 I mean, this, discard it. Thank you. That's my English teacher. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But the Holy Spirit does that. The Holy Spirit does that. I just want us to stand on our feet this morning and give God the praise for His Word. Thank you, Jesus, for His divine direction. Thank you, Father. Because he's our shepherd, I shall not want. We give you praise, God. Let's thank God because he's our shepherd. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give us praise. Give God praise. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just want us to honor God and if, if we can all close our eyes and reference God. And it says a spirit, the Holy Spirit, bear witness with us. I just want you to open up to God this morning. If there's anything that the word of God is convincing you of this morning, just surrender to God and ask God to forgive you. And take a decision, a personal decision to follow God, to do his bidding, to do his will. God is ready to henceforth, after submitting to him, give you divine direction, give you ideas that you need. So just say to God this morning, I'm sorry for all that I've done wrong for all my iniquities, for all the way that I've belittled you, the way I've not relied on you. I'm sorry, oh God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And if you're still here, you haven't given your life to God, just make up your mind this morning. Just like that utopian man did. He wasn't sure what was being talked about. But he sought clarification. Philip explained to him, you've heard this. You cannot claim you haven't heard that Jesus is God. Jesus is the Savior. He died for you and I and he seeks your soul. If only you can hand over, if only you can surrender to him. I want you to take that personal decision this morning. The Lord, I want to surrender my life to you. I want to have a new experience, a fresh experience. I just don't want to be part of the crowd. I just don't want to be part of the church. I want to understand it. I want to add value to my life and to people around me. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you want to make this confession, you might, you might do it quietly. You know, God sees you. Say, Lord, I've come to you with multitude of my sins. I admit myself as, sin, as a sinner. I repent, oh God. I ask that you forgive me in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that you will cleanse me with your blood. 
in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I give my life unto you. Accept me. Write my name in the book of life. Henceforth, I will follow you. Henceforth, I will follow your leading and direction in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want us to pray a prayer of faith this morning. A prayer of faith in the sense that we're just going to thank God for a divine direction this month, this year, in the name of Jesus. It's a thanksgiving service. So we're not going to bother God with too much of requests this month. We're just going to thank Him because we believe that this week, this month, it will lead us to a direct place, to, a, to direct, to, 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 to right people in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. For this week, oh God, you will lead us aright. For this week, oh God, you'll be our guide. For this week, oh God, you'll be our shepherd. For this week, oh God, your rod and staff will comfort us in the name of Jesus. For this week, oh God, we thank you. And for this month, that we shall lack nothing good in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we we'll pray. Father, we thank you. Our lovely Father, your word that rebukes, your word that teaches, for your word that trains, for your word that you keep us, we give you praise. Lord, we ask that you will help us with grace to do according to your word, to challenge ourselves and to be better, better in our homes, better in our communities, better at our jobs, better in the church of God, in the name of Jesus. Transform us, O God, by your love, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray.